Welcome to Fresh Set of Downs, PAFootballNews.com's weekly look at high school football from around the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. From Philly, across to the Berg, Mansfield down to York, and all areas in between. Whether you're a Bulldog, a Mustang, a Crusader, or a Millionaire, hosts Bruce Badgley and Daryl Daniel got you covered. There's just one question. Are you ready? And we're back. Fresh set of downs. I'm Bruce Badgley, Daryl Daniel, Coach Joe Mays, our very special guest tonight, Allie Bruby from ABC 27 in Harrisburg. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's uh, terrific for us to have a, uh, uh, a guest here at PJ's. We've had guests, you know, throughout, you know, the year so far, right. but having somebody here, I think it makes a lot better interaction. Uh, I know before we're sharing all of our stories here amongst, you know, ourselves about right. football, about covering games, about... I don't know how we're going to get by from not talking about Syracuse, every other word between right. these two alumni here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we've got a lot of good uh, football to talk about. But uh, first, uh, Allie, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got to Harrisburg and, you know, a little bit how you got into sports. Well, I grew up in Northern Virginia, right outside of D.C. Uh, not a bad sports place to grow up, not the most successful, but uh, my dad was a, a really big Boston sports fan, so um, I was brainwashed. I don't want any, you know, um, <laughs> any naysayers against Boston, but I grew up a Boston sports fan, obviously um, a lot of championships in the last 20 years, so it was pretty easy to love sports when you're winning that much. So I fell in love with journalism, fell in love with sports, figured uh, the best place to go would be Syracuse University. Definitely. All right. I was waiting for it. Um, so I studied broadcast there, and I worked for the football team and then also uh, the men's basketball team. And um, what a place to get your feet wet and learn about um, how to be a journalist. So. When I graduated, I uh, got my first job in Hagerstown, Maryland. Mm -hmm. If you keep going mm -hmm. on 81, you get into Maryland, that's Hagerstown, mm -hmm. for those who mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah. Um, so I spent about a year and a half, two years there, and uh, when I got the call in Harrisburg, it was working for a guy named Greg Mace. He's been in ABC 27 for 40 years. He's a Syracuse well, yeah. person as well. Definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was, Broadcast journalism. It was an easy, it was an easy yes. So um, this has been my first summer into fall. Take it easy on me. It's my first full PA football season. Right. I don't want any tough questions, right. but uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. Well, good, good. And uh, beyond, obviously, high school football, you're covering the, the whole gamut of sports there in Harrisburg, which is pretty, you know, I've seen you do this stuff with uh, the, the Hershey Bears. Yep. And, and everything else. So they kind of break it. Did you get into baseball at all this year with yeah. the Senators? And so I came over in about June. Um, so we had a little bit of Senators coverage. Um, Greg and I actually went to the All-Star game in D.C., which was pretty impressive yeah. to see my home city, you know, kind of show off like that. So um, we got our hands in everything, but there's nothing like high school football, oh, honestly. Definitely. Well, in Pennsylvania, you know, I think that uh, one of the things that we talked about even the last couple of weeks wasn't about the, the number of Hall of Famers. Right. You know, from right. Pennsylvania, I think there are more pro football Hall of Famers. Yeah, than you know. any state in the uh, United States. So, uh, so you know, obviously we, we talk about Florida, California, Texas. But when you look at it and you break it down, Pennsylvania has the most uh, players 
in the Hall of Fame from Pennsylvania. Wow. So, I mean, and, and a lot of people, when they see that stat, you want you, you can't argue the facts. Those are the facts, so yeah. you can't argue the facts. Well, then you also got to think that there's never been a Super Bowl without a big 33 alumni mm-hmm. in it. That, right. When I heard that, right. I thought, move over, Texas. I mean, come right. on, that's a big deal. Well, it is a, I think that that's... Uh, more about the, the, that it played in the game. I right. mean, right. which it could include Ohio, right, definitely. Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the all the you know states that have, that have been included. But PA is the constant. Yeah, PA is the constant. Definitely. <laughs> typically, you look at you know all of the, the you know the famous players right. uh, you know from Pennsylvania there. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, one of the things that we want to talk to Allie about, um, you know, she's covering uh, District Three now. Obviously, said yeah. for the first year here. Um, you know, we've been asking all of our um, you know uh, correspondents from all over the state here. Uh, when they come in and talk about their district, uh, you know, what are some of the teams that you've seen so far or been involved in this year that, you know, have overachieved or underachieved from what, you know, you thought you were at Mid-Pedia Day just yep. like I was. You got to see all these teams. You got your first efforts. Obviously, Daryl's been involved there too, but what are some of the teams that have, they're on your good list and what are some of the ones that, you know, maybe have underachieved? Well, I know you just talked about uh, Mid-Pen, but I want to start with Tri-Valley League, this real small school league Mm -hmm. um, that we cover. And there's a team, I think there's only eight teams in District 3 that are still undefeated. And Halifax is one of them. They're They're 6-0. They're always undefeated, it seems like. Well, honestly, I mean, um, this is Earl Mosley's third season. And last year, they were the third worst in TVL. So to turn around... Um, be 6-0 and at this point in the season and um, a couple weeks ago they knocked off Newport. Um, Newport's the defending I believe it's um, District 3 District 3, yeah. yep, 2A, Class 2A champion mm-hmm. um, and you know, they, they dominated them so mm-hmm. Halifax is definitely one of those teams wow. that, that I've looked at and thought alright, there's something different about the Wildcats um, no one may know them because they're a small school but um, they're doing some good things out there and then um, when I was in Hagerstown, we covered Fulton and Franklin counties right along 81. Right. Um, covered Chambersburg a lot. We yeah. went to a lot of their games. Those boys won three games in four years. Oh, wow. Last year, when I was covering them, they were 0-10. Um, they're 5-1 and right now. I, I, Mark Luther has done an incredible job with that program, really turning it around. Um, obviously, playing in the Mid-Pen Commonwealth is not easy. Um, mm-hmm. They're going up against really good teams week in and week out. Um, and their only losses to State College. I know we're going to talk about College. them later. Oh, definitely, yeah. In State College. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a team that could run the table. So if that's your only loss on the season so far, I mean, you're having a pretty good year. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I'm on the fence about them. I'm impressed. I- I'm not going to say I'm not impressed, but I think the loss to Cedar Cliff, um, talking about Bishop McDevitt, I think that surprised some people that, that mm-hmm. McDevitt was going to lose in the mm-hmm. regular season. Um, but, I mean, this is still a team. I, I mean, I did all the math today. Um, they're averaging 46 points per game. Um, they're putting up crazy numbers. I'm excited. You should be excited. They have a Syracuse commit, Nazir Burnett, who's putting up uh, incredible performances week in and week right. out. His QB chase deal, getting it done. Um, I think people were a little surprised by them, a little surprised that they lost. But I'm I'm okay with losing in the regular season. That's mm-hmm. when you learn. Right. Yeah, I think everybody was surprised at the loss. Um, but I think uh, – you know, Cedar Cliff's a quality team. I mean, they yeah. waxed Governor yeah. Mifflin the first week of the season. It surprised everybody. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's I, – I was one that didn't think that they were going to, you know, lose during the regular season. And obviously, you know, everybody's pointing to the fact that there's a, you know, a titanic matchup between McDevitt and Burks Catholic in 4A, you know, in District yeah. 3 coming down the road there. And 
you know, Hershey. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on, on McDevitt, uh, Daryl? Um, like, like I talked about all summer, I, I was with them all summer training. They trained over at the facility I train at. So I got to see those guys, spend a lot of time with them. Uh, talk with those guys, Chase Deal and those and those guys, um, Nazir and all those. But um, it, it, like we talked about week to week, it's high school football. So a lot of things can happen with these young men. Mm -hmm. A lot of things, a lot of distractions now. A lot of things they have to worry about that, that I didn't have to worry about when I was in high school. So sometimes the hardest thing is to keep these guys focused. So anything can happen week to week. But like you said, if you lose, you want to lose early. So now you can sit back and say, okay, now we need to stay focused. Yeah, especially um, not getting blown out. I mean, they were in that game. Yeah, So yeah, that's yeah. a good experience considering their next three opponents only have 30 wins combined. Correct. So, I yeah. mean, you want to get tested in the regular season. Otherwise, you end up uh, like my Patriots in the NFL losing <laughs> in the Super Bowl, which right. is the worst time to lose, right. have Definitely. your first loss. Definitely. So uh, it's going to be interesting. But, uh, again, just like – I. I a lot of times we got to be careful with, you know, anointing someone a champion. Mm. You know, like in two way, we can got to do that a little bit with uh, Southern Columbia, even though that's still not fair. But um, we can't discount Milton Hershey. Mm -hmm. We can't di discount Conrad Weiser. Yeah. Uh, so all that stuff, like we talked about, it's still early. That's going to start to unfold week eight, nine, ten, and we get to the playoffs. So now we're going to start finding out. Are these guys contenders or pretenders? So well, you we'll said out. you said a couple of weeks ago that teams don't really have their identity to week seven, and, no, and week we're seven. walking into week seven right now. Right. So, so we'll know who they thought they were or whatever that Denny Green thing yeah. was. You know? Yeah. I mean, we'll and we'll find that out this week. So a lot of teams uh, are playing like a little bit week six. We found out. So week seven, if you look all around District One, you look District Eleven, District Four. There's a lot of big games. The Valley View game, Berwick last week. So um, a lot of questions are going to be answered soon. We talked about, too, when we get into PA play, um, Erie Cathedral Prep stepping up, St. Joe's now showing who they are. So it's going to be interesting. Like week seven, this next week, we're going to start separating people. So a lot of those undefeated teams are going to start falling, I, I, I think. Um, and then some of those teams, like a Coastville, who's going to continue to dominate, it's going to be interesting to see because their last – three or four games, they're going to have some competition too. So it'll be interesting to see what these guys do. Yeah, we'll talk about that game a little bit later. Um, any underachievers? I know you don't really like to, you know, point on things, but obviously there are certain teams that uh, came in with pretty high expectations and now maybe are falling off a little. Yeah, I think underachieve is obviously a tough word, but um, everyone sets those expectations. I went to six different media days this year, so I heard all about the expectations. But um, I have a couple. I think um, Steel High, I think they're struggling to find their identity. They're struggling to find um, that missing piece that they're, that they're looking for. Um, you know, their three wins are against Newport, Biglerville, and Trinity. Uh, their two wins combined against those, you know, in those programs. So, um, Obviously, it's good to have a win, but you're not really beaten up on someone who's given you um, some trouble. I think I was impressed against Middletown. They only lost by eight, and obviously right. Middletown's you know top of everything. Um, they've got a lot of athletes, so they're they're starting to put the pieces together. But I think that three and three start when you go all the way to the the state semifinals for them is probably frustrating and disappointing. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say they're underachieving, but I think they're, you know, like we, like you guys just said, week six, week seven, this is when you got to turn it on and, and figure out. Because if you end the season at seven and three, no one's going to care that you went, you know, three right. and three. Well, especially, it. too, that yeah. since they're a 2A team, remember, right. they're, they're playing large, larger schools yeah. every single week. Yes. Yeah. That, you know, we've seen in the past with Steel High that, 
that's a, like we talked about. It's enormously beneficial to play a high level of competition during the regular season because it translates to wins in the postseason. Right. And that's uh, really what it's all about. Like two years, I don't know if it was a year or two, last year or the year before where they were like three and something going to the playoffs. Mm. But but if you look at their losses, you, like, it's almost like it doesn't matter. Yeah, I did, I that, mean, I did that game against Bishop Guilfoyle when they were three and seven and they uh, made it to the state semifinal. And right. That. So all, all they're doing at this point is, uh, let's try to see how this works because mm-hmm. no matter what, they're going to be able to make it into that playoffs. And when they get into that playoff, they're going to be battle tested yep. big time. So and they got to the state semifinal game and um, they just ran into a buzzsaw. Uh, so um, I-, I think they'll be fine. Uh, they show great flashes, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I watching mean, them play, they're fast, they're there. athletic. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely potential there. So I think it's, I think that's why it's, it's not underachieving. They're, they're figuring it out. They're, right, they're putting the, it yeah. together. I yeah. think the biggest way to call it, figuring it out. Yeah. I think uh, the school that we've all been most surprised by is I got told a Cumberland few Valley. schools, and Cumberland Valley was one of them. I went to the very first game, Cumberland Valley, Bishop McDevitt, and everyone said, this is going to be a grinded out game. These are the best two programs. They're 0 and 6. I mean, the last time they had six losses in an entire season was 2006. I mean, and and every other, they went to the playoffs the last 11 years. I mean, I don't have any answers. I don't know enough to have any answers. But I think that's a school that's that's really surprised some people. 0 and 6. I mean, I picked them to win the mid pens. So <laughs> really well, surprised. shows what you know. Yeah, right. well, there's no. There's no easy games left on their schedule. Right. No. No. no one's a pushover. They got Carlisle this this Friday, then Altoona. Both of those are at home. They have to go to CD East before finishing with State, State College. College. Sure. Yeah, so wow. it's, it's going to be interesting. Well, so, yeah. you know, that, that, it, I guess it just shows you the, uh, the fact of how well they've performed in past years. That yes. They've had that landmine of a regular season schedule. And, you know, have performed as well as they have. I mean, I think that's the most interesting part of high school football, though, is, um, and I I think the same way about college, you're turning over guys constantly. So it's so difficult for coaches to find the right mix to replace people when they graduate. If you graduate 15 guys, what are you supposed to do the next season? Right. Um, So I think that, I think Cumberland Valley is just in that cycle. You know, every school is bound to have a down year every once in a while. And unfortunately, this was, this is probably going to be it for them. Yeah. Uh, well, let's hope so. I mean, uh, have a lot of friends over there, and uh, I think that they'll bounce back, clearly. Definitely. Um, but one of the big games that, uh, you know, we've got going on, actually, tomorrow night, um, PA Football News will be webcasting the uh, Milton Hershey uh, Middletown game. That is just a huge uh, backyard brawl, so to speak, over there in the mid-pen. Um, we'll be at Milton Hershey. I know that uh, Allie's going to be over there too. So during the yep. broadcast, hopefully she can shum up, come up and see how we make the donuts yeah, over there. We're, we'll be out fresco in the fa- in the sand. So anybody going to the game will be able to see us uh, pretty plain as day. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> we have a lot of fun with it. But um, you know, you got two teams that, uh, quite honestly, it looks like uh, um, their schedules haven't been too difficult so far. Milton Hershey has a good win over. Susquehanna Township. Uh, it looks like Middletown's uh, uh, game against their top flight opponent. They lost uh, to Bishop McDevitt. Right. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to find out to see whether they, you know, as Daryl said, week seven. I mean, what do you think their identity is going to be, Daryl? Right. So, so what I'm interested to see is uh, well, Milton Hershey, um, because they are 4A now. They there's a good chance. They can run into Bishop McDevitt, I mean, uh, Burks Catholic at some point in that playoff. So uh, Middletown offensively 
look like Burks Castro does. You know, they're physical. Um, they got good athletes. They're deep. So I'm very interested to see how Milton Hershey handles Middletown. And again, week seven, uh, it's going to show me a lot. So if, if Milton Hershey goes out and beats Middletown and they handle them, I think they are for real. Okay. So, um, and I know they have the running back out there. Uh, I'm not sure his name, the running back. They're very good. For running back. Middletown? Mill Milton Hershey. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. See, I told you not to test yeah. me, man. So, Come on. I mean, excellent running back. So yeah. I'm interested yeah, to see. Three touchdowns last week. Yeah. I think Billy's got the answer to that question. Yeah. Go ahead, Billy. Phone a friend. <laughs> I think I do have the answer to that uh, question. Uh, his name is Thiago Anyawu. Oh, yeah. we made him do the tough pronunciation. Yes, definitely yeah. not saying that right <laughs> correctly. I don't want to mess up his disrespect his name. But, yeah, I mean, unbelievable talent. So it's going to – I I think Milton Hershey is a very good team. But I want, I'll be able to see this week if they're a pretender or they're going to be a contender. Yeah. I mean, with a great town in Middletown. I mean, they posted back-to-back -back shutouts, obviously uh, against – not fantastic programs and right. teams right now, but I mean, back to back shutouts, they're only allowing, I think, like nine points per game mm -hmm. or something yeah. total. That's the only thing that, you know, for me, just like we've been talking about, is that, you know, the level of competition at this particular point has been difficult. But between the three of them, there's going to be a round robin between have, them yeah. and Palmyra, yeah. you Six know, coming up over the over the next three weeks. So, yeah. you know, there's where all the battle testing is going to come. That's where all the answers will, you know, be answered. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that we have the opportunity to, you know, to do this game tonight because, or tomorrow night, because there are going to be a lot of answers that are, you know, going to come forward. Billy, what do you think about the game? I think it's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to seeing Middletown. Uh, you know, they lost a great quarterback at Brady Fox last year, but Scott Ash seems to be picking up. He's got over 800 yards of passing. Um, yeah, he's having a good year. He's got Tymere Jackson and Odell Green outside wide. And then uh, Jose Lopez, he's a good running back. Uh, he's doing really well. He's averaging, I think, nine yards a carry or something like that. Uh, 710 yards. And, uh, of course, Richie Sykes, uh, he's a heck of a wide out and a big target for Scott Ash. Uh, Sykes, I think, had two interceptions against Steel High a couple of weeks ago, and that was a nice shootout there. Um and their line is really nice too. I like their line. They, they, you know, they got a pretty good line. Uh, Joey Gussler and, and Matt Lugo. Uh, they line. They uh, they're the heads of that line, and they just line up and run that ball. It's Middletown football. Yeah, I've seen them in the state 3A title game the last two years. You know, yeah, th this is a a gutty group of not only players but coaches and a community that's really behind a program. And that's, I think that that's uh, something that you may overlook, but if you are, then, then you're just looking in the wrong place because community and support is so much a part of every high school football team. And Middletown has had more uh, than I've seen really from anybody over the last couple of years. I mean, it's been pretty tremendous support. Very different. And we're the biggest crowds they saw at Hershey last year. I think over the whole weekend, they had one of the largest crowds then in Southern Columbia. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's going to be a, a great matchup. Um, you know, I'll be there. Billy will be there. Allie will be there. Wow, it's going to be like old home week tomorrow <laughs> right, night, yeah. you know, at Milton Hershey. Um, we can't wait. Uh, probably going to be one of the biggest games that we'll have done to date on uh, – uh, Friday Night Live special Thursday night edition. I don't know. You, you see all those things on the NFL. Right, exactly. Sunday exactly, Night yeah. Football Thursday night edition. Well, we're going to have a 
whatever you want to call it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and, and we hope that everybody tunes in. That's, I think, the only game across the state, isn't it, Billy? No, we have one more game out in, out in the West. Uh, Union AC Valley is playing a game on Thursday night also. Okay. Well. Uh, I think those are the only two games because, uh, unfortunately, we had a – it would have been – there would have been three, but uh, one of the Pittsburgh city schools, Carrick, has folded their program oh. uh, in season, which is unfortunate. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's always terrible. But um, anyway, well, getting into some of the recap of the, you know, the big games around here last week, I just want to talk briefly about – our Friday Night Live game, which was, uh, you know, a, a 4A, uh, had a lot of 4A uh, uh, influence, which was Conrad Weiser actually defeating a 5A opponent, Exeter Township here, uh, for Burke's uh, supremacy, really. Um, it's been either Exeter or Governor Mifflin kind of ruling the roost here. Uh, Governor Mifflin going deep in the playoffs in District 3 for the last few years. But Conrad Weiser really put together a nice team. Um, they won, and, uh, you know, when uh, you touched on it, uh, Daryl, Conrad Weiser, um, Bishop McDevitt, Milton Hershey, Burks Catholic, boy, those are the four teams right now that are shaping up to be one of the, you know, the top four A teams, you know, in the district. Right, and I, I think it's going to be a great challenge. Uh, that would be interesting, too, if, if uh, with the amount of t Reading teams going to be in 4A, uh, if one of those guys can make it to the district championship and win it. Uh, or, or if it's all Reading final somehow, I'm not sure how the seedings will come out, but that will be interesting to see how how that turns out. Yeah, and Billy, you were at the Valley View Berwick game. Um, why don't you give us a little, uh, you know, feedback on that one? <laughs> well, if, if people don't already, it's good until Friday night. Um, it was probably one of the worst games I've ever seen a Berwick team play, and I, I hate to say that. I, you know, I'm a Berwick alum. That's my school. But uh, I, when you have 16 yards for 167 uh, or 16 penalties for 167 yards, and, and uh, half of them are personal foul penalties, uh, you're gonna lose 35 to seven, and, and they did. They did. Yeah, they just they they could not control themselves. Uh, Valley View, on the other hand. Big line, not heavy line, but they're big men up front. Their running back uh, was, or the quarterback was really good. He was very elusive. He kind of reminded me of, uh, I, I can't think of who it is offhand, uh, can't, Randall Cunningham kind of. Uh, he could take off if he wanted to, but he had a good arm. And that's what he reminded me of, something like that. But uh, Valley View looks good, and, and they're the real deal. They are very good. Well, a big matchup that we had here in District 3, and I'll uh, ask, you know, Allie, her opinion on this is, uh, you know, Harrisburg, um, they had that opening loss to Coatesville, but they, they've been impressive every game since. I mean, what was your thoughts on Harrisburg's win over Central Dolphin? I think there's a lot of things to dissect when you come to this. Um, I think the biggest story that we've been covering uh, all season long is Central Dolphin had that player pass away in the car accident, Harrison Fenstermaker, and um, this was their first home game back, only the second game they've played since losing him. Um, and I mean, the way these kids have stepped up, um, I don't even want to call them kids, I want to call them young men, because um, they had to grow up overnight, losing a friend um, in, in the manner that they did. Right. Um, they, they got their, their a win over Carlisle the week right after, and um, they played Harrisburg tough. I, I, I think it be would have been easy, I said this to head coach Glenn McNamee, it would have been easy for Central Dolphin to to fold a little bit and, and be dealing with such a tragic um, passing and it's, it's their friend and 
um, in such a dramatic way. I think I wouldn't have been surprised if the rest of their season they really struggled to find their identity. But um, those young men have really come together and um, played for him and, and played for 62. Uh, they have the jerseys and the, um, the decals on their helmet and the right. flag. I mean, I, I've been really inspired by what they've done. Um, so they come out against a very good Harrisburg team, and they put the first five points on the board, a safety and a field goal. Um, but then, you know, and they held Harrisburg scoreless for the first half. Um, but then Harrisburg's got the athletes. You know, right. they, they can they have a defense that they want everyone to remember, even though Michael Parsons is at Penn State. That's that right. defense is That's still right. there. They tell yeah. me that every week, um, and I believe them. I mean, they held Central Dolphins scoreless after that and then scored 20 in the third and, and won it. So, um Harrisburg can hang with anyone. I think um, losing your first game, you want to prove something after that, and uh, they're doing just that. Well, interesting. Um, Billy out west there in the WPIAL, always a you know a, 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 a highlight show between uh, Pine Richland and Pittsburgh Central Catholic. Well, I'm going to give you five names. And their names you want to remember. Andrew Kostoffic, Michael Kadick, Mike Durundo, Brian Bales, and Tyler Rudok. I would call that the best offensive line in high school football in Pennsylvania right now. Um, they are impenetrable, and they move you. And they move the Central Catholic Vikings all over the field. All that's, a, all. that's a great highlight there, Joe. It's not indicative of... Uh, yeah, very interesting. And, you know, Joe, um, I can't say enough, uh, have enough glowing comments about Wilson's uh, victory over Mannheim Township. Um, you know, that's a team that's gone through, you know, and you know personally, a lot of adversity this year. And to go on the road and win against a really tough, and we had them ranked in the top 10 Manheim Township last week. I mean, uh, you know, tell us about that one. Well, I mean, I don't, I think it surprised a lot of people, but honestly, like I mentioned to you guys before the show started, it didn't surprise the Wilson coaches. The Wilson coaches uh, told a few people in the inner circle last week that they were fairly confident in their chances because they had a great week of practice and they felt that they could win in the trenches, both on offense and defense. You know, Billy just uh, sung the praises of the Pine Ridge offensive line, defensive line, those big guys. Wilson was able to get it done against Township, and that's how they won the game. They controlled most of the game, and I mentioned to Daryl before the game that the defense held Harry Kirk to just 22 yards passing through three quarters. You know, we saw him do it two weeks ago to Evan Simon at Mannheim Central. They were able to bust through and win it in the fourth quarter. Township was able to get a little bit of ground in the fourth quarter, but Wilson was able to hold on, get it done. They came up with some clutch performances, including an interception from sophomore Caleb Brown, uh, and, you know, they held on. And I'll sing the praises of quarterback Anthony Future because he's been under fire a lot the last few weeks, but he stepped up in a huge way in the fourth quarter, picking up first downs with his feet and his arm, including an incredible pass to wide receiver Isaiah Gilmore, who I know Daryl is familiar with, sure. that essentially sealed the game. They flipped it from the town or the Wilson 35 to the Township 35 and were able to uh, nearly run out the clock and put Township in a situation where they had to essentially uh, go 75 yards in 19 seconds, and they were unable to do so. Wilson snaps that two-game losing skid to Township and gets some revenge uh, for the games they lost in Neffsville last year. Yeah, and, and Allie, that kind of... 
opens up 6A in, in District 3. I mean, you know, Township really was, uh, you know, kind of top dog. And with that loss, I mean, wow, it's, it's just wide open now, isn't it? I wouldn't say, though, that Township's down and out. I mean, that's a very well-coached football team. They have a lot of athletes. Yeah, I like Coach um, Evans a lot. But, I, I mean, that does open the door for teams like being able to, to move, continue to move up for them, I think, is um, – I think they'd say thank you, Wilson, for that one. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, yeah Darren, what are your thoughts on 6A? Well, um, I, I spent the entire summer training, Wilson. So um, I've I seen those guys work every day. We would talk every day. Uh, I used to give some motivational speeches. Mm. And I remember one time the one kid I heard so say, you he take said, credit for this right? No, 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 no. I'm definitely not. Those guys, those guys worked hard. And I remember one time I said something, and the guy said, are we in a movie? <laughs> like, but I mean, those guys really, really, really worked hard. Um, I know Townsend's a great team. I got to see those guys play against Mayhem Central. So, I mean, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of these kids, but like we talk, like, like we've been talking about week to week, you know, Sometimes it comes from the leadership, you know, uh, and to get these kids in the right mindset. Um, the Wilson program, uh, you know, they knew coming in section one, they lost section one. They that 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 win streak was snapped last year. So mm. to get back on track, I told them, they're not. No one's giving you section one back. So if you want, it, you got to go get it. So it's not going to be easy. So they've been really busting it up, and uh, they earned that win um, on Friday. Well, uh, Billy, and we had a, a good old fashioned. Um, Pennsylvania football game with Nork Skukol beating Jim Thorpe eight to six. Mm. You guys know what the difference was in that game, right? Two points. <laughs> in the mud. In the mud. It was a two-point conversion that failed. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they they played their hearts out both teams. Um, uh, it was just a great game, and, and it was fun uh, to see the reports coming in from our own Brian Tuchinski. But uh, I talked to him on the phone yesterday, or on, on the computer yesterday, and he said it was just a great game. And uh, it's a shame one team had to lose, but they played in the mud, they played dirty, and that's the way I like to see football play. Yeah, you know, that Skooka League is just uh, just an amazing uh, group of teams playing football up there. We were able to see uh, Pottsville uh, last week, or yeah, two weeks ago, actually. And uh, they look good, and they really got their head handed to them by Tamaqua. Uh, so it's it's really full of uh, you know landmines out there. North Schuylkill, Jim Thorpe, Tamaqua are all gonna go head to head here in the next couple of weeks. So that should be a lot of fun up there. Really looking forward to that. And what do we know about Tamaqua? Tamaqua has allowed the least amount of points in the state of Pennsylvania. Right now they're at six points. Six points. Amazing. That's just an amazing stat. Absolutely amazing staff. Um, and Daryl, you actually were at the, uh, you know, looking behind the curtain, we fi you were down at the Imhotep game, were you yeah. not, with John Bartram. What do you think of Imhotep? Um, they, they got off to a slow start that first half, um, but they went in at halftime and fixed some things. But they, they looking at the team, if you, you, you ever look at the team and say they looked apart, looking at those guys, they have athlete after athlete, and I know we keep saying that, but, I mean, they looked apart. Um, they had a great game plan at the half. It was they were uh, only up eight to six. Bartram had a quarterback out there that was just running around. And you talk about Randall Cunningham. Uh, he was long. He was lanky. He was making throws. But they just, I think, just Emotep at the end of the day was just too. It was just too much. I mean, that, that's just the best way. They were just too much. They had 
two quarterbacks that can throw the ball. They had four running backs. Their offensive line looked like they're about six four across the board. Their center was like six one, two ninety. I mean, they all looked like they benched like three fifty. I mean, they just they just overwhelmed them play after play, and it just they just started steamrolling them and finished winning that game thirty six twelve. So, so what you're saying is the rest of the, the rest of the state better look out. Yeah, I mean, you know, so you know, talking to you know Coach Preed and Coach Nick. You know, they say, you know, we got a offensive line, a little bit of struggle there. But um, I think by the time they get to playoffs, they're going to they're gonna have all that stuff fixed. Um, a very solid team. Um, I, I, they're they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be tough out. So uh, they got a couple things they got to clean up. Uh, Coach Preet and I were talking about, but I think they'll be fine. That I mean, depth in high school, yeah. two quarterbacks and four running backs. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. And then they had probably five receivers. That can touch the ball. I got to and, see him in seven on seven, you yeah. know, a couple times oh my you know, in the spring. Right. And uh, yeah, Coach Breed, I mean, he <laughs> right. he was he was licking his chops, right. you know, right. with uh, with so his, many options. Yeah. Right. And if yeah. you just, I mean, looking at the highlights here, you just look at that offensive line. They're big. The quarterback is athletic. Uh, he's moving on a run. Uh, so so if he goes down, it's not too often in high school. You got teams. If the, quarter, the starting quarterback goes down, you're done. If yeah. they're starting to grow, <laughs> they don't skip a beat. I mean, like, they're that good. So, um, college program yeah, at that point. Pretty much. I mean, so, and then they're they're deep. They have a lot of kids for 4A. They have a lot of kids. So. Well, they've been in the state title game the last two Three, years. Yeah, they've lost the Cathedral Prep. And right. I saw them in both of those games, and they're quite talented. They right. obviously look pretty talented. Sounds like they're not going anywhere. No, no. Definitely, definitely not. All right, Billy, why don't we move on to um, uh, – I think you wanted to do some of the highlights of uh, offensive and defensive stars for the, for the year so far. Yeah, how about we skip that for a moment, and let's go back to what you guys were talking about in the beginning of the show. I got a few numbers for you guys. You were talking about undefeated teams and stuff. Right now, this is we're heading into week six. We still have 55 undefeated teams. Wow. And we have 55 winless teams. That is that, – see, that's too freaking. Ready for this? No, it gets better. It's rigged. 55 undefeated teams. Listen to this. This is crazy. No. The 55 undefeated teams will – none of them will face an undefeated opponent this week. So it is likely – it is very possible we can go into week seven – with 55 undefeated teams. And the same thing goes with the winless teams. No winless team faces another winless team this week. I cannot remember ever anything like that. Well, I think I also saw that it was an even split East and West, too. Like, it was the same, you know, like... East had the same amount of undefeated and winless, and West had the same amount of undefeated and winless. Like, it's really creepy. It really is. I'm buying into the Illuminati theories <laughs> over here. Someone is controlling all of this. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Hey, that's it's crazy. Well, it's got, it's got to be I, Billy, so I, he has the good stats. Right, right. Yeah, I've been doing this a long time, and I've never seen a year like this where we've had this many undefeated teams this late in the season. I looked back last year, and we only had about nine at this time last year. That's so, absolutely crazy. Absolutely it's, crazy. It's a bizarre bizarre year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to talk about record breakers or do you want to talk give our mid-season reports right now? Yeah, why don't you go ahead with that? Which one? With the, your mid-season reports. Well, my, my mid-season, I, I picked a few MVPs for, for this so far this year. And uh, on defense, uh, 
My man Daryl, you saw my, one of my guys, Tyke Smith, last week, is one of my uh, top defensive players this year so far. Yeah. He looks real good. I watched his film yesterday uh, just to make sure I made the right pick. And uh, I do like Tyke Smith. He's one of the best defensive players yeah. in the state. Um, Keaton Ellis, State College. He's a great, great player. And. Uh, he is a lockdown corner. I was fortunate enough to see him play live. Uh, he is everything he's built up to be in Penn State. He's getting what they think they're going to get in Keaton Ellis. Uh, nothing was thrown his way the night I watched him, and that's that, that's a testament to your skill when the quarterback doesn't even throw towards you. Yeah. Uh, my number three defense this year, uh, I'm going to give it to the Tamaqua defense, the entire defense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how can he not? Right. Surprise this year. I mean, I know Alaquipa has only given up six points this year, but I expected that from them because they returned the same defense they had last year that I think only gave up 40 all year or 30. But uh, Tamakwa coming wow. out of cold country and doing what they're doing is just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Well, I had uh, my offensive MVP, and, you know, I'm going to kind of stick a little bit here in the District 3 area, but it's a guy that. Uh, you talked about record breakers uh, the other week, and that was Cade Perbula for uh, Central York. I think he's just done a tremendous job uh, uh, in leading that team. Um, he really doesn't have a lot of experience. I, I know he throws a lot of passes to his to his brother because uh, his brother is a you know a good wide receiver out there. But he's kind of taken that Central York uh, team you know on his shoulders. I think he broke the York County passing record this year as well um, on the offensive side of the ball you know I like Cade Pabula on the defensive side uh, my MVP quite honestly is a guy who had three interceptions for Comrade Weiser last week and that was Alex McKenzie um, he's a, I was right there with you on that one Bruce um, he is uh, he was uh, uh, you know he's the quarterback of the team he's leading that team but he's probably a better uh, defensive player than he is offensive player and Alex McKenzie's just a, done a tremendous job you know, with Conrad Washington. Yeah, definitely. Um, for, for me, um, definitely on the offensive side of the ball, you know, Kane Everson, what he's doing there. Um, stole it. <laughs> stole it. Harrisburg. <laughs> uh, he, he's doing a great job. Uh, I, I've been fortunate to, to train and work with him a little bit over a year. Um, great athlete. Uh, he's committed to Army at this point. So, um, and then another guy that, that we talked about, you know, you talk about the York County League a lot, um, uh, DeJour Stewart. Unbelievable running back. Um, I'm not sure how many people know about him, but I think at this point already in the season, going to game six games, I think he has 23 touchdowns and 2,000 yard rushing. Okay. Or something or something close Hello. to it. Unbelievable, six foot, 200 pound, and I mean physical. He played, like you say, I want a football player that plays the game like he has nothing to lose. He is that guy. So wow. um, he does uh, he does a great job. And of course, and Cade is my, my other guy. Um, a great leader, uh, breaking the York County record, and it's still not done yet. So yeah. those are my three guys. All right. Yeah. Allie, anybody that comes to mind that, that you've been impressed with on the offensive and defensive side? Well, I guess I'll just go home if Daryl's going to, like, steal my notes from me. But uh, Kane Emerson, am I right in saying he's a sophomore? No, he's a senior. He's a senior? Yeah, he's Someone a senior. told me he was a sophomore. Yeah. So 
I'm glad you're a senior yeah, well, because otherwise it'd be insane. Yeah, well, he's still insane, but yeah. uh, I Nick Saban would be on his. Door. Oh yeah, without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt. I think um, I've also been very impressed by Bishop McDevitt. I think uh, for us in the schools that we cover, they're putting up the most points consistently. Um, just the yards of offense that um, Tynus Becker, Nazir Burnett, and Chase Deal are putting up. The three of them, um, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, given the competition that they are going against difficult teams each week. Um, and then I, I think for defense, um, like you guys said, it's, it's a little unbalanced, but Milton Hershey only right. given up nine points a game. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think we're, we're in for a treat when it comes to tomorrow night for yeah. all of us because um, those are two offensive-heavy teams. They're putting up a lot of numbers, but Milton Hershey's not giving up a lot. So I, I would give it to them. They've got a lot of athletes in that yeah. school. Yeah, I am just so excited for that game tomorrow. I mean, uh, definitely uh, Billy will be there too. So, uh, hey, look, you know, we're all going to be in the right spot. The epicenter of football in Pennsylvania being definitely. Hershey, Pennsylvania tomorrow. Chocolate town. Yeah, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. It's very exciting, very exciting. Yeah. All right. Uh, Billy, why don't we get into the rankings here briefly? Let me give you my defensive guys. Okay. Uh, or my offensive guys. Uh, my number three offensive guy is uh, running back of the Oil City up in District 10, Christian Cole. Christian Cole is having what you call a year. He had a great year last year, 1,700 yards so far this year. Running in game six. 24 touchdowns this year. Christian Cole at Oil City. Uh, number two, I can't believe nobody touched on this one. Uh, Chase Deal. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Allie, hey. Allie, Allie touched on <laughs> Chase Deal there. He... I beat you. <laughs> I know you did. And of course, my number one, I already said it was the, the Pioneers on offensive line. So uh, right. those are my top guys this year. Um, well, that's good. A lot of District 3 flavor with that. Great minds think alike. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. All right, Billy. Well, why don't we get into the rankings now? I know that uh, you know some are stay pretty well the same. Others, uh, we've had a bit of change. Yeah, not much of change, but uh, it was pretty, you know, we did all right. Uh, 6A pretty much stayed the same. Uh, I mean, there was really nothing to do with 6A. Uh, Everybody won. Like I said, all the undefeated teams, they're still undefeated. Um, I moved Dallingtown West in there, the only new team in 6A. Uh, down in, in 5A, we had a little bit of movement, not much. Uh, Broad Academy Park back, they're looking pretty good. Uh, Warwick moved up, Archbishop Woods up there. 4A, we got a new number one in 4A, Valleyview. Uh, after they crushed Berwick, uh, there, there's no thought in my mind to move down to number one. Uh, the way my, our, our rankings go, uh, historically, we don't typically move teams down just because another team looks better. If you rank number one, you'll stay there until somebody beats you. So that's how we do that. We've got Clearfield. Clearfield had a resounding win. They destroyed Belfort. It was in the rankings, but uh, and there you have uh, Milton Hershey at number seven. So they're looking for a newcomer, newcomer, West Perry, number 10. They're for real, guys. For real. All right. 3A, not many changes in 3A. We've got North Scoople up there, Bald Eagle. Uh, the biggest change I saw, which I said last year, uh, 1A seems to be unsettled this year. We lost four teams this week. 
that one is going to get shook up again because the number two team, Our Lady of Sacred Heart, has a big game, and we're going to preview that in a few minutes. They play, they visit Jeanette, and then you've got Clareton. You're playing Imani or Imani Christian, so that's going to yeah. be a it's going to be a big weekend. Also, Bishop Guilfoyle, I'm going to cover that game on Saturday night. Bishop Guilfoyle plays Richland, two ranked teams. Interesting. So. All right. All right. Well, Just rankings for this week, guys. Well, you touched on a couple of the feature games for this week coming up, uh, but one of the big ones are with two ranked teams um, in District One. Uh, Coatesville hosting Downingtown West. Um, I think I'm the only one on the show that has seen both of these teams play this year. Um, I really like uh, Coatesville with uh, obviously Ricky Ortega, Aaron Young. Uh, even though there uh, there's a lot of juniors, they've been three-year starters. Um, Downingtown West, Will Howard, boy, he's got a, a talented group of guys he can distribute the ball to. Um, Pretty solid offensive line. Um, a team that, when we talk about overachieving, I think that nobody really thought that they were going to be at this level. But, you know, we'll find out who they are uh, this week against Coatesville. Um, you know, I really like uh, Coatesville because of the defense, not necessarily because of the offense. Um, they were pretty rock solid against Harrisburg. If you look at what Harrisburg is now yeah. and what Coatesville did to them, you know, uh, the first week of the season, it was it was pretty tough. What do you think, Daryl? I mean, you know Coatesville very well, right? And um, I, I've seen downtown East uh, West also. So, um, very good quarterback out there. But I just, you know, having Coach Kentucky out there calling the plays on offense, and that defensive line is almost unblockable. Uh, and they got athletes across the board. Um, I, I, just, I just think it's going to be a tough out for downtown West, but. Again, if they go in there, they take them lightly, which they will not. Um, Downingtown West definitely can beat them. So they got to come out to play. Um, but I just I think Coachville, they have one one focus. Uh, getting to that state championship game that they should have been in last year. So um, I, I like them in this game. A couple of unique perspectives. Um, uh, Billy lives in State College, and we have our resident Harrisburg person here with Allie. So we'll start with you, Allie, on the Harrisburg State College game. How do you think that's going to play out? Well, I like to think that this is like the Penn State feeders uh, going up against each other. Obviously, State College is in State College. So they send a lot of guys to play for the Nittany Lions, and then Harrisburg sent Damian Barber and Micah Parsons um, the last two years. So um, it's definitely not going to be a one-sided game, in my opinion. I think they're balanced. I think the things that um, State College's offense does very well, um, Harrisburg has the potential to really be able to limit them. Um, but I think that this is really going to turn some heads. I think that um, good competition just breeds uh, you know, better players, a better team. So regardless, both these teams are heading into the playoffs. They're looking strong at this point in the season. So uh, win or lose, uh, I, th I think it'll be a good test for both of them and a game that, you know, come November, December, they can hang their hat on and say, we, we battled in a game. And I think, I think it will be a battle. Yeah, Billy, what, you live at State College. Uh, you've got a very unique perspective on this game as well. I think it's going to be uh, the State College defense against Kane Everson. Mm. I think you can line it up right there. Uh, they have to stop down um, in order to win this game. But Harrisburg also has a chore. So the Harrisburg is going to have to find a way to stop Keaton Ellis 
and Cohen Russell. Cohen Russell last week, two weeks ago, if you remember, I said Keith Ellis had six touchdowns. Well, last week, Cohen Russell broke loose, and he had three touchdowns three different ways. So they've got athletes, and of course, Cohen Russell just got offered by Penn State. I don't wow. know if you guys know it or not, but uh, he's got a preferred walk-on offer. They, they gave that to him right before the game last week. Well, who do you like? I never, I never pick a high school team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know, we've seen some rise in uh, Cathedral Prep over the last couple of weeks. Um, they started to play some competition. Um, this is a huge matchup for the Erie area with Cathedral Prep, you know, up against McDowell, Daryl. I mean, what do you think about that game? Um, I, I personally think, like, you know, with the Erie Cathedral playing those out-of-state games, um, they're, they're trying to show Pennsylvania, oh, don't don't worry about those those two losses. We are who we are. Uh, we are who you thought we were, and we're going to be that team. So I think they're going to take it to McDowell. I'll be surprised if they don't. Um, but I think they're going to take it to McDowell, and they're going to get in the roll, and they're going to roll and continue to roll right into the district playoff. So um, I think they're back. Um, and they're going to be the physical team that they, they have been. Uh, so if, if, if McDowell uh, beats them, I'll be surprised. But I think um, they're heading back to, um, you know, dominance again. Ellie, any thoughts on that game? I'm going to argue with you on that one, Daryl. Uh, the team they beat last week, a very weak team, and they only beat them 38-17, I think, or something like that. Um, I talked to uh, one of the coaches from Cathedral Prep, and he said, they're still trying to put the pieces together. They haven't found themselves yet. I think this game actually is when we find out what Cathedral Prep is. Right. Instead of, uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Moulton McDowell's pretty good. they got a couple of guys on, the, on their team that's pretty good, but uh, I think we find out who Prep is this week. Right. I think what Daryl said is, is really important is uh, as long as you're good with your identity as a team, that's what's most important. Who cares what other people are saying? But once once that team comes together and really decides this is what we're going to do this year, I think that that's, that's the most important part in a lot of these games. Uh, I agree, I agree. And, uh, you know, talking to the coaches and uh, one of the players' fathers, they still haven't figured out who they are yet. Mm. Uh, so they're working on that. And uh, Coach Mishler, he'll get it together by the playoff time. They'll get it together for sure. Yeah, that's when it counts. Right, and a shout out to Nick Thompson. I've seen him jumped up from Coastville. <laughs> One of their star players over there. What's up, Nick? Hey, <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks to everybody who's joined us. Uh, you know, so far. Um, remember, not only are we live, but you can catch the uh, uh, the replay on uh, YouTube. And also, are we doing a podcast this week, there, Mr. Joe? Always, always. Check out anchor.fm slash fresh set of downs, or you can find us on any podcatcher, specifically Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all those good places. Look at that promo. Hey, this, is, this is how live we are, guys. Just he's he's amazing. Two seconds ago, that Sam Menslin, uh, offensive tackle out of Butler, just received an offer from Lake Erie College. Come on, who's got news like that on the air live? You're breaking news right here. I wow. like it. Breaking news. You're going to have to come up with a breaking news promo. You gotta have a graphic yeah, now. Yeah, Breaking news or some <laughs> lightning bolt or something like that. Uh, talking about some of the other games, Billy. I mean, a lot of these, uh, you know, you've got some uh, some insight on. But uh, the one that uh, I'm most interested in of the remaining games here, just like you talked about, um, Tamako with that great defense. Um, hosting North Schuylkill, um, that's really going to be a, uh, a knockdown dragout, in my opinion. Boy, that's going to be a game, right? And then 
Once again, Brian Tashinsky. Boy, he seems to line up all the good games, doesn't he, guys? Well, I mean, uh, we all have good games to go. I mean, we could, thankfully, uh, working for PA Football News, we have our, our, our pick of the good games. So uh, we always seem to have good games to go for. A whole state we had ten games last week covered between undefeated teams. Wow, mm. tremendous. Um, and then you, you touched on uh, the importance of this game. Clareton uh, hosting Amani Christian. Now last year that game, that, that game was a good game. Uh, Clareton didn't have what it took, but uh, hey, don't overlook Amani Christian. They've got some athletes. The problem that Amani has that they didn't have last year is numbers. They're only put, they're they're putting 16 kids on the field right now. Wow. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I, I hate to see the struggle of the small schools. Uh, I'm hearing there's another school that may have to cancel their season this year, and I just hate that. But uh, And that's what Imani, I mean, they're not hammering people like they were last year because they're, they're down on numbers. But uh, Clareton, I said in the beginning of the year, I think Clareton is back. Let's move right over to Jeanette and Our Lady of Sacred Heart, Tyler Bradley uh, leading the way for OLSH at quarterback. He's the uh, coach's son. Uh, boy, what a game that's going to be. Our A.J. Uh, Schaefer, he's going to cover that game for us. He'll be there that night. And uh, that should be a great game. And, and those four games right there are going to shake up our, uh, our 1A rankings for next week. You know, there are so many good games around the state. I mean, it's hard to really pick just six you know, games that, that you know, we, we highlight here. I mean, is there anything else in, in that you got your eye on, Allie, this week uh, for something to watch? I think for me, I'm focused mostly on this Middletown-Milton-Hershey game. I mean, this is a game that's been circled on our calendar for a while, and uh, the fact that it's Thursday night, it gets top billing, only billing on Thursday for us. So um, once we get through that game, I'm, I'm excited to see what Chambersburg could do this week. Um, I agree. I, I, I think for me, um, seeing the struggle with them for the last two seasons, and um, just watching what these young men have been able to turn around and do this season. Um, I'm excited for those two. And then I think uh, everyone's eyes in the state should be on Harrisburg State College. I mean, that's just, um, that's really going to tell a lot about those programs. And um, if State College stays undefeated or um, if, if uh, Harrisburg can get the win, I think both ways we'll learn a lot about both those programs. Yeah. Joe, we haven't heard from you much tonight. Uh, what, what are some of the games you're looking out for this week? <laughs> well, I think we covered most of them. I mean, that Harrisburg State College one is very interesting to me, being a 6A guy in District 3. I know State College is not District 3, but playing in the mid-pen. That one I'm very, very interested in. We get to wait till Saturday for that one. You know, that one's being played in Harrisburg on Saturday. Yeah, and I'll be there, thankfully. And, well, great. I, I look forward to your videos. Make sure you stay in the whole time. I don't want to see you jumping out of the way. You need to take the contact full force. You know, dude, I know you're working out. I see your tweets. You know, you got leg day, arm day, you know, you're, you're good. Just stand in there and show these high school kids what you're made of. We got ice. You're good. We got ice. And, uh, and, and I got Daryl. I mean, he can rehab me once I'm done. I mean, everybody's kind of giving me grief over the fact that I don't want to get wiped out on the sidelines from these guys. But. And I'm uh, obviously, I'm going to the uh, the baseball town gridiron classic where Wilson hosting Hempfield at the Reading Fight and Phil's First Energy Stadium. Uh, first game for Wilson there in nearly 40 years. 
So the last time they played there was 1979. So I, I look forward to that atmosphere. And, you know, uh, it could be a once-in-a-lifetime thing for people now because they haven't played games there since uh, the early 80s. And well, I got they, there three times. So you could have been there. I mean, well, more than one game. They, they say they're not going to be doing it again. There are no plans right. for future right. games wow. there anytime soon, at least. So if you uh, have the opportunity and you haven't seized the day like Dar or like, excuse me, like Bruce has, uh, get to... Uh, the right in Fightfield Stadium this Friday night and see uh, Wilson and Hempfield. Daryl, what, what do you got your eyes on other than what we talked about? Um, a team that we haven't talked much about, uh, Lancaster Catholic. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm right. going to go see those guys play on uh, Friday. Uh, that coaching staff, Todd Mealy, uh, um, I, I know a lot of those guys. I coached with those guys before. So um, that's a very good team. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see what they look like in person. Uh, so it's going to be interesting because a lot of people aren't really talking about them, and that's how he likes it. Definitely how he likes it. But uh, I think they're going to they're going to make some noise, and so I can't wait to see what they look like this Friday. Billy, anything else on your radar screen for this week? Boy, I'll tell you what. How about if we jump right over and uh, let's cover some records, huh? Sounds good. <laughs> we had some good ones. Drew Gunther, Malvern Prep. He is now the leading passer at Malvern Prep after last weekend's performance. He's got 3,500 yards. Yeah. Ligonier Valley. We know who Ligonier Valley is. Uh, they're always a powerhouse every year. Ligonier Valley is a team that doesn't see very many personal records because their games are usually over by halftime. Uh, so this is unusual when I say this. Their quarterback, John Caldwell, who also writes for us, he, he writes the, he does write-ups for Ligonier Valley. Um, 402 yards passing for a school that usually has a game over by halftime. Uh, seven TD passes. Uh, that's a school record. Aaron Tutino, one of his receivers, he had 12 receptions for 285 yards. That's a school record. He had five TDs. That tied a school record. And one side note, Aaron Tutino is three touchdown receptions away from tying the state record for uh, receptions of touchdowns. That's crazy. Good break up this week. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the win over Greencastle, Coach Faust earned his 100th victory as a head coach for the Greyhounds. Congratulations, Coach Faust, over at Shippensburg. Way to go. I know them. Covered them a lot. He's yeah. a great He's a great coach. That's awesome for he him. He is a great coach. And they're having a good season. Yeah. We, we have a great time with Coach Ross when he comes up for the uh, coaches' conference in, in, in uh, January. Mm. He's always a nice guy. Austin Newcomb, 410 yards and five touchdowns in a 74-34 win. Are there that many possessions at a football game? Yeah. It's running clock, too. Feinstone set a few records that game. The points were a record. His rushing for 345 was a record. His five touchdowns were a record. And on that night, he caught four passes for 56 yards. And he turned the kickoff 74 yards for a touchdown, ran for four touchdowns, and caught a touchdown pass. Does it all. Was, was there Kelsley, anybody else playing? <laughs> yeah. Up in District 10, Zach Kelsley, uh, running back. He went over 5,100 career yards and became the all-time rusher in Erie County history. Wow, wow that, 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 that's pretty big. I mean, James Conner came out of Erie, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. And uh, we mentioned his team earlier, Christian Cole from Royal City. He's the all-time rusher in their school. He had 309 yards. That's his fourth 300-yard game of the year. 
five touchdowns. Uh, so he is now the leading rusher at. He's had four 300-yard games this season. Tremendous. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. So those are our record breakers for this week, guys. A lot of records fell down, and we've got, you know, run. Uh, we're still on state record watch for uh, punt returns for touchdown with MJ Devonshire on Malakwipa, and now we're watching out uh, to team. Well, I expect him if he doesn't get it this week, he'll get it next week. And that's a national record with Aliquippa, right? That's correct. Wow. Amazing. Billy, you're the best, man. I mean, you're Mr. Stats here for Pennsylvania football. Uh, he tweets out all of these uh, statistics every week. And the Keystone Club, definitely a must-read uh, on the PA Football News Twitter every single week. Uh, tremendous effort there, Billy. Thank you so much. We got you covered. All right, well, I think that just about does it for this week. Uh, looks like they're firing up trivia in the background. That's our signal. It's about time to, uh, you know, end it here with a fresh set of downs. But we can't thank Ali Barubi enough. It's been a tremendous having you here. Uh, we look forward to your reports moving forward. What What's next for you with uh, 27? What do you got coming up besides the game tomorrow? Well, uh, we're definitely still covering Penn State, obviously. Uh, the loss to Ohio State was a little disappointing, but they got a lot of season left, so we're, we're focused on that. The uh, the Bears open their season on Saturday with um, the Syracuse Crunch. You get it out to any hockey games? No? Oh, yeah, no, no. no. I go to hockey games, too. Oh, okay, all right. I go to hockey games, too. So, yeah. Hershey, Bears. <laughs> Hershey Bears, Syracuse Crunch, um, that's Saturday. So we're going to dive right into some other things. But uh, this is just gearing up. I feel like, you know, I haven't seen uh, everything that I need to see out of PA high school football until I see the playoffs. So Definitely. I'm excited. Got got a big couple months. Well, we, uh, we're thrilled to have you. We appreciate, yeah. you know, the fact that you were here and you were in town today anyway, which kind of, you know, made it uh, easy for you. Yeah. Uh, Joel, thanks a lot, man. Anything uh, you've got uh, going on here this weekend besides the game on Friday? Nope. I've been looking forward to that one for almost two years. I found out about it months and months in advance. It was tough to keep my, my lips shut on that. So I was happy when they announced it last Thanksgiving. So I've been looking forward to this for a long time. So I'm excited to see uh, what the Reading Fightins are going to put up for uh, high school football in a should baseball I stadium. Should I spoil it for no, you? No, do not spoil oh, it. Oh, that's me. No, no, no. I can tell you exactly what they're going to do. Nope. I don't want to spoil it. Well, listen, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Fresh set of downs. Uh, I'll see you guys all tomorrow night. Yeah, that's right. Tomorrow night, we've yeah. got... Uh, uh, football Friday Night Live, actually Thursday oh, Night Thursday. Edition. We're all going to be there. So until tomorrow night, Bruce Badgley, so long, everybody. The clock has run out on this episode of PAFootballNews.com's Fresh Set of Downs. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at PAFootballNews, at Badgley Bruce, at Double D Stokes 124, and at Coach Joe Mays. We'll return once again when those Friday night lights are ready to get switched back on.